Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Hey guys, welcome back. Today, we're kind of piggybacking on the conversation that we had last week. Um, I talked about how I was um, experiencing a little bit of a flare up. And honestly, I have had a flare up for like over a week now. And it's been really frustrating for me. And like, I was talking to Erica about it. um, Like, what, two days ago, and I was on the phone Mm -hmm. with her and just telling her like, how much it sucks overall that I kind of did this to myself in some ways, except for the fact that it has been a furnace in Portland. I don't know if you guys Mm. heard about this, but there was a crazy heat wave. And for two days there, we had highs of 115 and like, no joke, it literally got to 113. That's so Um, crazy. Just considering how I was over there and how cold it was. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy climate change. So um, basically, like, obviously, that's definitely affecting my joints big time. And I've gotten a lot of questions through Instagram of people being like, how is this affecting you? And um, it's affecting me big time. So I don't think it's just the fact that I like kind of went off my norm of eating and like have been kind of drinking more often than I'm used to. I think that it has a lot to do with the weather as well. And so I just, we wanted to kind of touch on like our own problem areas. Cause when you have RA, like, I feel like everyone has very different problem areas. Like mm-hmm. I have some clients that their problem area is their hands, some are their feet, like some are their ankles, some are their hips. And so I would say primarily like, um, RA tends to affect in the majority of people from the research that I've done primarily in like fingers, wrists, knees. Um, yeah. but Erica and I have a little bit different problem areas, which is really interesting. And so we wanted to kind of touch on that and, um, just kind of talk about how that affects daily life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, the other day I, so on Saturday, I went to my friend's birthday party, which was like a rave. And I love electronic dance music. I love dancing as you all probably know. And I was really excited and she had one like two months ago and I was really excited for her to have another one. She had like a real DJ there and just, oh my gosh, it was amazing. But I, after like an hour had to keep sitting down because my knees were bothering me. And then my hips started bothering me, which never Mm. really have. And it was really freaking me out. And I feel like anyone with RA can really, really, or any sort of joint issues really can relate like when a new joint starts bothering you you're like wait a second it's scary Mm -hmm. you're like oh my god what did I do like so my mind started spiraling and I kept like having to sit down and it was really frustrating to me and I um I was talking to Erica about that but it's just like so frustrating like it's not fair like it just it makes me feel like sometimes I wonder what it would be like to not have to worry about that to Mm -hmm. just be able to dance my face off like I used to without a care in the world and know that yeah I might be like sore tomorrow but it's not gonna be like my joints will literally feel like they're gonna rip out of my body (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I mean Yeah, it's super frustrating, like you said, when it's that kind of that new joint that you're not used to, because I think when you expect a certain joint to be affected, it's not as scary because you're like, oh, I've been here Mm -hmm. before, like this has been swollen, like I know how to get through it. But then when it starts showing up in other areas that you're like not used to, that's when the kind of fear sets in of like, oh my gosh, is this getting out of control? Like, you know, all the spiraling thoughts that 
happen. And it's like, I, I can relate to like what you were saying when um, you were at your friend's house and you were dancing and you had to sit down. So my problem area is like not my knees. My knees happen like very rarely. And honestly, I think I've talked about it before. It's like, it's really weird if I have like sesame seed or some other type of nut, like, I don't know why, but I'll get like pain in my knee, not Mm -hmm. swelling, but just like a very sharp pain where I can't like really bend my knee. And that, that hasn't happened a lot, but it has happened to me. Um, But I was at my friend's wedding a couple of years ago and this was when I was in the really bad flare, which was why I started working with my naturopathic doctor. Um, anyways, that I was a bridesmaid and a maid of honor. And the whole time I'm like, my feet were hurting, mm-hmm. my knees were hurting, and then my hips were hurting so bad. And it was so crazy because that night, like, you know, you we slept with, you know, slept in the same room, all the bridesmaids and everything. And uh, I didn't sleep at all that night because I was so uncomfortable. Like I was sleeping in a bed with like the bride and the other (laughs) maid of honor. She had two of us. And so I didn't sleep at all. And then the next day was like on my feet, like moving around. And then at one point I just went in the room and I was trying to be private about it, but I just was like crying because I was in Mm. so much pain. And plus I had to wear heels and like help out with everything that was going on that day. And so... I just was like holding in my pain because I didn't, you know, it's like somebody's wedding day, my good Mm -hmm. friend's wedding day. And it's like, I didn't want to be like putting the attention on me because like no one with an autoimmune disease wants that. But Mm -hmm. at one point it was just overwhelming. I was exhausted from just like days leading up to that, not sleeping. And then my hips and my knees and my ankles, like everything hurt. And so I was like, I went in the room and I just kind of like was crying by myself for like five minutes and then one of the girls walks in and she's like oh my god like are you okay and I was like it's kind of like when you open up that like floodgates mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it all, like I was trying to hold it back and then it all just came out and then my friend who was the bride she came in she's like oh my god Eric like you should have told me and I was just like I know but I don't want to like you know still like this is your day and like yeah. I'm like, in so much pain and I'm literally trying my best and she was just like She's like, oh my God, Erica, like you are literally like, you are already done like so much. Like, don't worry about this Aww. at all. Like, just please relax, like whatever. But like the whole rest of the night was like, you know, dancing and all that stuff. And I had to pretty much sit out her entire like wedding because my hips were literally on fire and mm. so stiff. It was absolutely um, insane. But just those moments of where you're like, man, and you see everyone dancing and like having the time of their life. And you're just kind of like, and plus I couldn't even drink because I was like, if I yeah. drink, I'm going to make myself even worse. Uh huh. So I, I couldn't even drink because I was like, no, yeah. I feel like 10 times worse tomorrow, you know? And it's hard in those situations, kind of like we've talked about on a past episode of the finding balance one, because yeah, there are times when you want to drink and you know that you're going to probably be fine, but there are times that you want to drink and you're like, I just like, I know that I can't. And so that's yeah. what happened to me at this party that I was at too. And I totally understand because it was her birthday party. And also like, this is a friend of mine that I love dancing with her. Like it is so much fun. We vibe so well. And she's literally like one of my favorite people ever to dance with. And she like he always says the same to me. So to me, it's like, I'm there for her birthday and I want her to have fun and I want her to be able to dance. And like, obviously she was still dancing, but I had to literally 
at first when I was um, having to sit down, I would literally go down to the basement where no one was. Um, she had like an area set up there so that people could like chill, but no one was down there. And I kept going down there because I didn't want anyone to like see me and like question why I was sitting because th- I didn't want to have to go into all of that. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of like you were saying, like hold up in the bathroom. It's kind of the same thing. Like I just went to the basement and I just like had my moment and like stretched my legs and like massage my knees a little bit. Um, And it was, it was frustrating because then as the night went on, I was like, well, I can't even, I don't even want to go down the stairs to get to the basement and have to go Mm -hmm. back up the stairs. So I would just Mm -hmm. sit upstairs on the couch. And while no one said anything, it felt weird to me because when I was up, I was like up because when I'm dancing, I don't really, really think about it unless it's like sharp pains. Yeah. Which is good. It's like stress relief. It takes your mind off of it. But Mm -hmm. I also felt like, okay, I know that. But at the same time, I know that it also is affecting my joints. So whether I like think about it or not. And so anyway, everyone was like really kind about it. And no one like said anything. There were a couple of times that people were like trying to get me to get up and dance. I was like, yeah, like I need it. It -hmm. was like so hard. And I'm not going to sit there and explain to people like it doesn't matter. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. me listening to my body. So eventually I definitely like my mind and like my soul wanted to keep dancing. Like that is just, I, that's totally my element, like Mm -hmm. bumping music, good people, good vibes, like want to move my body and my body just couldn't. And on top of that, I rode my bike to get to her house and I had to still get home. And so I had that in my mind of like, okay, well, I still have to be able to ride my bike. Um, and it was only like two miles, but still like Mm -hmm. I had, and thankfully on the way back, it's like, oh. Um, almost all downhill. So yeah, I had that on my mind. So finally I was like, you know what? I need to just go. Like I would love to say, but I have to go. And so she totally understood. She's like super understanding always. Like I climb with her yeah. too. So she's always like checking on me and whatever. Um, yeah. And so she's definitely very like empathetic about it, which I so appreciate. And then she called me the next, well, she texted me that night and called me the next day. Like, how are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So that really made me feel a lot better, but it's really a matter of finding that balance between like pushing yourself enough, but also listening to your body and giving yourself grace and like knowing when to stop. And the other mm-hmm. thing is that at this, at this party, like I didn't drink whatsoever. I didn't like do anything because I knew that it would exacerbate what I was feeling. And I was not willing to sacrifice that. And I still Mm -hmm. had an amazing time. Like, yeah, honestly, if you would have asked me like 10 years ago, if I would be like partying sober, I would be like, no, absolutely not. Like, yeah. Not that I ever did like super hard drugs or anything like that, but like, you know, I would always like drink or like maybe smoke weed or whatever. Yeah. And like yeah. now I feel it's almost more empowering to be like, no, it I is. don't have to drink. Like, no, I don't mm-hmm. have to smoke. Like it, yeah. I feel great. And I'm just vibing off life and off the people around me and like the energy, which is um really amazing. Yeah. So I've definitely yep. stepped more into that. It's definitely taught me how to appreciate that more and also appreciate the fact that. I was able to dance for a few hours. I was able to like, um, take breaks when I needed to. And I gave myself that grace as weird as it felt to me to have to do that. I still did. And I'm really proud of that. And so rather than dwelling in like, Oh, I can't do this. Like, yeah. Like, like Erica said that she needed a moment to like cry it out. And that's totally fine. Like sit in it for a moment. Like, yeah, it sucks. Like you don't have to be like, this is fine. Everything's fine. I'm just taking care of my body. Like, no, it freaking sucks. Sometimes like I got home from this party and I was like, Oh, I wish I could still be there, but I know that I did the right thing for my body. And so that's all you can really do is what's right for your body and listening to the cues that you're getting from your mind, from your body. Yeah. 
And going back to kind of what you were saying about like how people are like, come on, like get up and dance, you know, like at my friend's wedding. Uh, and mind you, this was my peak flare, the biggest flare that I had ever had in the five years of having rheumatoid arthritis was literally because so her wedding was a month after our wedding. So I had just gone back from my trip from Bali. Uh, we, we, we need to talk about that in another episode. We still haven't. Yeah, we'll oh we'll gosh. talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk all about that. But anyways, I that was me coming back. That was the peak of like me feeling like absolute crap. So mm. that whole experience was absolutely terrible for me. But anyways, that night, um, they did their vows and all that stuff. And then you're dancing. And I would try to dance a little bit. And then I would have to sit down. And then like, of course, like friends in our larger friend group that like, they know I have arthritis, but they probably like slip their mind because mm-hmm. they haven't seen me, you know, yeah. what I mean? like as frequently. So they kind of probably forget. Um, they're like, what? Like, come on, stand up. And they're like, you know, when they grab your arms to like mm-hmm. get up and dance. And I, I was literally like, ah, I'm sorry. Like, I literally can't. I was like, my, my, like, I had to say something because it looked weird. Mm-hmm. I'm at my best mm-hmm. friend's wedding and I'm not dancing. And so, um, but anyway, so I, as I'm sitting there kind of like holding in these emotions because I felt really like out of control at that point with my arthritis and really scared at that point yeah. because that was the worst I had ever felt. And so I go into, uh, it's probably like nine o'clock at night. And I think the wedding like ended at like 11 or something. Um, I go into like the room where, you know, uh, we got dressed, you know, for the bridesmaids and stuff like that. And I go in there with my husband and I'm in so much pain. Like I, I like, he had to help me like get out of my dress and like get into comfy clothes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, I I literally, I was like, I cannot sit up anymore. I was in so much pain. And then a couple of my other friends came in and they saw me and I was crying. I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I'm not trying to take away from Jess's thing. Like, I don't even think my friend knew at that time that was happening because she was Mm -hmm. out there dancing, you know? Yeah. But I was like, I am in so much pain. I was like, I don't feel good, like, at all. Like, and I was supposed to spend the night at the hotel, you know? We paid for the hotel, but literally, like, my guy best friend drove me and my husband home. And so all the way from like down from the beach Mm. and I like had to go home that night and it was just like, wow, I'm thankful. Like I'm Mm -hmm. thankful now, like being able to climb and like live a pretty, I mean, I would say pretty normal life, you know, Mm -hmm. like nothing really inhibits me from doing the things that I love and like, you know, being outdoors and like hiking and stuff like that. So I look back to that person, I'm like, Wow, that's what your life could look like when your inflammation is absolutely out of control. And I'm so thankful at this point, you know, like, of course, like I deal with things here and there, but it's like, it has not been that, like that yeah. was severe, like that was not okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, it's difficult to be able to have that like communication with people and say like, Hey, my body is not doing well because it's like, like we say, it's like they look at us, right? You're all dressed up at this party. I'm all dressed up at this wedding. Mm -hmm. We probably look completely freaking fine. Yeah. And so to like have to like kind of explain that to people. That's the most frustrating part of having 
RA um, or any autoimmune disease. And I know like, that's why there's such a big movement of like awareness around it. And like when people set boundaries, respect them and stuff like that, because most of us look fine. We don't quote unquote look sick or, and you can't really tell Mm -hmm. that we're dealing with all this stuff. And that's why it's important to raise awareness. But at the same time, you have to protect your energy and know like when you're willing to have those conversations and when it's easier to just not. And that could be a whole different topic. But now that you're talking about this wedding story, I was thinking about, I was looking back through photos from when I was first diagnosed um, and uh, it was mid-February of 2017, but my first flare-up started, like, I was looking back at photos. It started, like, uh, January 27th or something like that, and I actually was looking, and I totally forgot. I went to a wedding mid-March, so, like, only uh, maybe a month and a half after my first flare-up had started, which, Mm -hmm. if you've heard in past episodes, the first flare-up that I ever experienced was extremely bad. Like, I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything, and It was in your knees. Yeah. Yeah. In my knees and my wrists too. And I went to this wedding because, um, it was a coworker at the time, right before I was diagnosed, she had invited me to my, to my wedding, to her wedding. (laughs) And I had only known her for like two months and we became really close at work. I was working at a hospital at the time and I like really wanted to go to this wedding. And so I made it happen. And even though my knees were still really swollen, I was really excited to like get out and to dress up and like get to this wedding and get to see these coworkers that I had to, like, I didn't work for two months because of this flare up. And so I was really excited to see them all again. So I just made it happen. But I remember like, I really didn't do any dancing. I literally was sitting the whole entire time. And even to like stand up for photos and stuff like that was really hard. So it's so crazy to think back, like you're saying, on those times at the difference between like when your inflammation is that high and like what I'm experiencing with a flare up right now, because more than anything I know, and we've talked about this before that I've been here before. And you asked Mm -hmm. me, I think, what was it yesterday? You were like, well, has it been this bad? Like since you got off your meds? And I was like, I mean, yes and no, like it has been, I have been this inflamed, I would say, but mm-hmm. overall, like I not, it hasn't been this prolonged. However, like I said, yeah. I had dairy for the first time in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that, and so anyway, yeah, my problem area is definitely my knees more than anything. They are basically to, I, I feel like they are basically to some degree swollen at all times. Like it's Mm. crazy compared to Mm. what they, what I knew they were like before my first big flare up. Um, that being said, the last time I got inflammation markers checked, everything was like right around was, uh, normal and Mm -hmm. that was exciting, but I, um, would love to know kind of what my inflammation markers are at now. Cause the last time I got everything checked, I was feeling amazing. Like I was feeling really good. Mm -hmm. And right Mm -hmm. now, um, it's my knees have just been uncomfortable. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about like what that feels like, because Mm -hmm. like I said, my knees are always like, they feel a little bit puffy almost always. And Mm -hmm. when I know that something is up, it's usually when I start getting pain in my knees. Cause they're I'll, Mm -hmm. they'll get puffy if I like, you know, do really intense exercise or something like that, but they'll go right back down. If I like ice them, put CBD, rest them, elevate and all that, like the stuff that I know that I need Mm -hmm. to be doing. But a, if I don't do that stuff right after doing intense exercise or B, if something else is going on and it's like food related, for instance, um, I, or like, you know, weather or whatever, 
I start getting pain in my knees and that's when I'm like, okay, something is definitely not right. And so, uh, about a week ago, I definitely had some pain in my knees and, at first I was kind of in denial about it, to be honest, like complete transparency. I was like, no, it's fine. Like I can still, I was definitely, um, trying to eat. Like I am like, know that I should, but as mm-hmm. far as drinking, I was like, mm, I'm with my friends. Like I want to have a drink. And I wasn't like going crazy or anything, but I was in Seattle yeah, this past yeah. weekend And my knees were still flared up and I still had a great time. Again, like mindset intention is everything because I was still having a great time. Uh, but I did have a glass Mm. of wine and then we went to dinner and I tried to order a, um, martini and I drank like a few sips and I was like, why did I do that? And I guarantee you, I promise you, like it was pure pressure. I wanted to drink Mm. with everyone else. Yeah. I literally had a couple sips and I was like, I can't. Like I literally mm, can yeah. feel that it is going to inflame me even more. Why am I <laughs> doing this there. to myself? <laughs> yeah. And so there. I didn't, I literally did not finish it. I gave like uh, most of the rest of it to my friend. And then the rest of it literally just got wasted, which honestly, even though it's just alcohol, like I don't like wasting things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't, and I know I shouldn't. So I actually, again, moment of empowerment, rather than being bummed that I couldn't, being mm-hmm. empowered that like I could sit there and stare at this alcohol not being drank and being wasted. And I'm just like, you know what? I know that that's not going to do anything for me. So I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, and I ended up like going back to the place that I was staying yeah. that night. And you guys um, have heard me talk about how I try really hard not to take any sort of like ibuprofen or a leave or anything like that. I really take it like, I don't even know, maybe once a month. And before a couple months ago, it was like, <laughs> never. Uh, but I ended up taking ibuprofen that night. Cause it's like what I had with me and I just, I needed it. I couldn't, I was in so much discomfort and it wasn't necessarily like a lot of shooting pains or anything like that, thankfully, but I just knew that I needed to do that for myself. And it did help a little bit with like the swelling and the pain, but it's, it's definitely a frustrating thing. And I think that it's something that I have a really hard time talking about, especially when you like kind of do it to yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it has to be talked about. Like, that's the thing is that even if you do it to yourself, you can't sit there and sit in the guilt and be upset with yourself. Yeah. And you also can't let it like put a damper on anything that you're doing. Like, like I said, I was out with, for dinner with my friends and I was feeling like crap. And while I was definitely way more quiet than usual, I was still having a good time and enjoying myself and so happy to be in the company of my friends. And I don't know, it's, it's a hard thing to navigate. I don't necessarily have like a answer or tangible tip for you today, but I just wanted to be able to share this experience with you guys because it's, it's real life and that's what we're here to share. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we don't always have to have some like (laughs) profound message through Mm -hmm. like suffering. Like I know, like we talked about this, like naturally it seems like we always do come to like a more positive outlook on, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that we go through because that's just genuinely, you know, the people that we've become is that we can look at our experiences and share it. And like, it just naturally, I think we have a positive message that can come out of it because that's just how we choose to like, look at things. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like, 
I don't try to be like, what can I find out of this to like make it better? It's just who I am now, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, versus like before, like I really had to force myself into the mindset of, okay, what is this teaching me? What is my body asking of me? You know, like, what am I trying to learn? And it's like, now I'm just naturally like, if I get flared out, which my problem area is, okay, so my hands are, were the first thing to be impacted. Like, Mm -hmm. So my right hand, it's so weird too how people have this like dominant side of them that gets affected. Mm-hmm. So mine is my um, right side, which is crazy because it's like my right hand and then my right shoulder is the thing. Oh, both of my shoulders, but like specifically my right shoulder will get flared out. But the shoulder thing didn't start happening until um, until I got that parasite in Bali and like totally disrupted um, my gut health and everything. I didn't have any shoulder pain before that. Mm. And now, like, if I get stressed or I don't sleep well or something like that, like, last night I was telling Rachel, like, I didn't sleep well because, one, I'm on my period, which is a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, we keep talking about about doing that. Yeah, because periods definitely affect – cause – there's low-grade inflammation happening in your body when you're on your period. And so Mm -hmm. if you already have an inflammatory disease, you're going to feel it even more, especially with, like, the hormone change and everything. But um, anyway, so I didn't sleep well last night. And instantly, like, I feel it in my shoulders today. I feel it in my neck. And the times that I've been, like, super – that time when I was, like, unbelievably in the worst flare ever, like, I Mm -hmm. couldn't turn – I thought I had meningitis. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, I didn't sleep for, like, almost three months. I think I talked about this in our Mm -hmm, insomnia mm -hmm. episode. But, yeah, I just was, like, when I first got diagnosed and it goes to your hands or whatever area it is, you're, like, oh, like – okay, it's just going to be here. And then like over time, it starts showing up in other areas, unfortunately. Um, But it's like, I look at, you know, whether it's in your knees or your shoulders or your fingers, it's like, there is no joint in your body that is not crucial to every aspect Mm -hmm. of your life. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's why they exist. Like, that's why we have joints. (laughs) I know, but it's so crazy because you would like, Sometimes in my head, I'm like, oh, why does it have to be, you know, my neck and shoulders? But then I look at someone, you know, like I look at, think of you and your like knees. I'm like, oh God, like the knees, like that's such a crucial, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's all crap. It's all, all crap. It. Yeah. No, no, I'm like, there's just no way out of just that. All just all shit. Yeah, it just sucks. Um, but like, you know, like I'm not even trying to like put a positive spin on this, but I mean, all you can do is just do the best you can and try to take care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. when you fall off and, like, I fall off and we recognize that, it's about recognizing it, right? Like The awareness, yeah. Yeah, if we don't recognize, like, hey, like, these are the patterns, you know. Not only that, but it's the awareness, but it's also being willing to put a stop to it. And this is something that I actually talked about on my Instagram stories today because I hadn't climbed. So I climbed when Erica was here and I had climbed maybe one time in the past two weeks Mm -hmm. and um, actually only one time, I should say. And I went today and the reason that I went is because I was trying to talk myself out of it. Literally the climbing gym is like two buildings away. And I still was trying to talk myself out of it, even going for like 40 minutes, which is Mm -hmm. so stupid. First of all, like just tell yourself why your excuses are BS for whatever it is, but also you just have to be willing to have that awareness and also to put a stop to it. 
So for me, I had the awareness that I've been flared up, but I also felt really good when I woke up today. Yes, I'm still a little bit flared up, but compared to how I've been feeling, I felt way better. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to see what I can do. If I can't climb a long time, that's totally fine. At least I went and I just put a stop to that like nasty cycle of telling myself that I can't do it or I shouldn't do it or whatever. And you just have to attempt at least that way you can listen to your body and know if you can keep going or if you need to like pull back again. Yeah. And sometimes even just like bringing yourself to the environment can totally shift Mm -hmm. your mind. Like in times that I haven't felt good um, and my husband, you know, we go to the gym pretty much three times a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and then at least one day on the weekend or we're either trying to get outdoors, right? So it's like we have this consistent routine with our friends and stuff and you know, sometimes I don't feel good. Like today, like I'm on my period. I didn't sleep well. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to go, but like, usually my husband will be like, Hey, well, why don't you just come and like hang out Mm -hmm. and like, you know, touch, you know, do some easy problems. If you feel like it, you know, like if you don't just hang out with us. Yeah, exactly. For me, like even going to the gym and like watching my friends climb, like in the beginning, when I was first diagnosed, I would look at my friends climb and be like, kind of like angry and resentful of like, Mm -hmm. how can they get to do this? And like, I'm in, this is socks. Like I have to stop climbing. But now, like, honestly, I genuinely like watching my friends climb because I still get that satisfaction. Like I can still help, you know, give them beta, which is like showing them, you know, oh, hey, like maybe put your foot there, do this. Mm -hmm. Like I still get enjoyment out of kind of like coaching. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually kind of funny because uh, in the gym, I usually – I help a lot of people in the gym, like like people that are new or like, um, you know, if they're like – they'll see me doing – they'll be like, oh, how do you do that? Like I really thoroughly enjoy helping people with climbing. And so I don't know. I just like love being there and like just being a part of it. And sometimes that – gets me out of that. And I'm like, Hey, like I'll just do a few little things, but still listening to my body of going like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, like I'm not pushing myself on the harder stuff today. Like, but I think sometimes when these things happen to our joints, we totally like a hundred, I mean, obviously it depends on the severity, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you're like severely like, okay, don't go put yourself in that situation. Yeah, please. (laughs) But but if you are- We're not giving you advice on your own life. We're just telling you what we do. Exactly. (laughs) Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Everyone, we say this over and over, like you have to like fill out your own body and do what's best for your own life and your own situation, you know, because it looks Mm -hmm. different for every single person. But I'm just saying for myself, like when I just put myself in that environment, it just automatically like lifts me up like inside, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it just changes, you know, my outlook on it. And I'm like, you know what? Like I may not be able to climb today or climb as hard, but at least I'm like here and I get to like be with my friends and like, I don't know, you know, (laughs) once again, I knew it. I was like, we're like, oh, let's just talk about like our problem areas. But like naturally we we just do that. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's pretty crazy. Like, think about it. Like I know for myself and I've said this many times before, before my diagnosis, I was not an optimistic person. Like I was, I used to call myself like a real, a realist person, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm not positive because I'm just realistic. But now it's like, I don't know. It just serves me better to like 
have that different outlook that's going to like uplift me versus like bring me down Mm -hmm. inside for sure Um, because I don't like staying there for too long and you know what we've said this over and over like it's okay like it sucks it's no one's saying like Rachel and I are not saying like oh my gosh like this disease is amazing to have (laughs) like it's brought us so much joy but at the same time, like that is the truth. That it's is a blessing at- in disguise. Honestly, I will shout that forever because I am such a different person than I was. And I am so grateful for the person that I am. And yes, there are days when I am just like, why is this happening? But looking back at the person, like the human being that I was prior to diagnosis compared to who I am today and the things that I've accomplished, I'm telling you, I don't want to go back there. I don't Me care. Either. Like. <laughs> Me either. And let me tell you, so I did a live uh, the other day and with this girl, Amy, um, rheumatoid girls, and it was an amazing conversation. But I think I had mentioned in there because she was like, oh, I don't want to like romanticize like having a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because, you know, when you talk about the positive sides, it kind of to some people, it feels like, oh, you're romanticizing it, like you're mm. making it better than what it actually is. And I was just saying, like, you know what? Like, I don't care to be that person that, like, chooses to think about the better sides of, like, being forced to deal with this because I am truly, authentically wouldn't mm-hmm. change this for the world because I am love myself now for the first time mm-hmm. ever in my entire life. And all those things led up to the human that I am. And, like, I think that's – true wisdom when you can look back on that and be thankful for what you've gone through and we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before but I don't have shame in that like I can like I'm not saying it to be you know like overly optimistic about life it's like no that's genuinely how I feel like I'm okay with saying like I'm thankful for this because you know everything I've learned but doesn't mean I'm like enjoy the suffering that comes with it But I also don't want to be in that resistance stage. You know, I just accept like, hey, this is my life. This is what I had to have gone through. This is what I still go through. Mm -hmm. But I'm just choosing to make the best out of it because what else am I going to freaking do about it? Exactly. Completely agree. And a really big point on this is it's not like you just – you know, get an autoimmune disease and then work on your health. And then boom, you have a positive outlook. Like we have both and we continue to is the key. We continue every single day to feed our minds, feed our souls with things like personal development books and podcasts and meditations and journaling and whatever it is, you have to find what works for you. Both of us within our coaching programs are very, very adamant about certain types of mindset practices because that is how you get to where we are. You don't just like wake up one day, like, I'm so thankful. Look at the human I am. Like, it has taken so long. And it's not like you just arrive. Like, you have to constantly work on it. We both get self doubts all the time, probably Mm -hmm. every day to some extent. And like, we still have to work through that. And the way that I personally choose to do that is by gratitude and affirmations journaling every single day and by meditating every single day and by listening to uplifting, like intentional conscious music every single day and reading books and listening to podcasts. Like we have to do these things constantly. It's not like you just like all of a sudden are have a cured mind, right? Nope, nope. Yeah, and that's like the whole, you know, point of like this whole journey is that it's like you continue to evolve you know like Mm -hmm. myself in like 10 years is probably gonna look a lot different than what it is now you know what I mean like 
the the wisdom that I have now is only going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully more intensified in the, the next five to 10 years, whatever. I'm not like projecting that. But if you continue to do the work, you're, you'll continue to evolve. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but yeah, it's important when I work with clients and I and I work with them for like minimum three months, right? And it sounds mm-hmm. like a lot. But like, like, think about it. Three months compared to the rest of your mm-hmm. life living with this condition is literally like a ballpoint pen, you know, to the – it's just like nothing. It's like a tiny speck in your whole journey. Um, so like understanding that like this is a lifelong thing of like doing the work and like not giving up on yourself. Like I just yeah. did a post the other day about – I'm genuinely like thankful that I never gave up on myself. I never gave up on myself, even in Mm -hmm. the worst times possible when I thought, oh my gosh, like this is it. Like I'm going to get on medicine and it's going to be all over for me and I this and that. And it's like now I look at myself and it's like, okay, I'm on medicine, but I also do a million things for myself and like Mm -hmm. I get to I'm pretty much like getting to do, you know, everything I dreamed of with my life. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like if I would have given up on my body and given up on myself, Rachel and I wouldn't even be sitting right here. I wouldn't even know Rachel. We wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't have my Instagram. Like none of this would have You wouldn't have your business. No, it's insane. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard for us, I think specifically who have really – and I'm not saying that every single person has to like do all these things that Rachel are Rachel and I are doing. Uh, I think it takes you know a specific drive in you to like want to turn that pain into purpose. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that, that's totally fine as long as you turn in- that pain into purpose for your own life. You know, yeah, it doesn't have to be for others. Not everyone with a you know autoimmune condition has to do something epic with their lives it doesn't have to be that sometimes way, but doing you- something epic with your life is literally just having the will to keep going and to keep yes. healing yourself and to be a better human yes. for it exactly but I think also like for us like what this has turned into was our own personal drive for our own self right mm-hmm. and then that reflected onto other people and the work that we do now but I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crazy thinking back on all this. But when I do think about those flares, because we're talking about flares, it's like, how do you like in the moment? Because people say like, what do you do like in the moment when you're say your knees are swollen or your neck is, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't turn your neck. Like, what do you do like in those moments for yourself? Like what is kind of like the thought process behind how you motivate yourself? That is a little tricky because it really depends on a, if I know the reason why, and I talk about this a lot on Instagram, but it's important to, sometimes it's important to identify why, because if it's like a food trigger, like knowing that is important, but don't drive yourself crazy trying to figure it out because there have been times when I have literally driven myself crazy and that causes more stress and stress causes a a worse flare up. Um, what I do Typically when I know that I'm like immediately like going through something, I just try to rest first and foremost. And that is something that's really hard for me, but Mm. I literally will just take a moment. And one of my go-to things, honestly, and it's not even for my body immediately, but I honestly take a moment and I'll do even like a five minute meditation, or I will like sit down and journal if my, if it's not my hands that are flared, sometimes Mm -hmm. it is my hands that are flared. And as much as I want to journal, I can't. So I might like dictate to text in my phone or something like that. Um, and then I always pretty much like without fail reach for my chill wellness CBD 
um, balm because it just helps me so much, whether it's my hands or my knees or my wrists. Those are my three, like top three, probably, uh, Mm -hmm. problem areas, but yeah, that seems to help me a whole lot. I always revert back to ice for my knees. Um, I actually saw a post today about like the difference of when to ice versus when to heat. Typically for me personally, I find that ice helps me more, but I, I have heard people that use heat more. So like heat, um, I have a client that uses heat on her hands all the time and that helps her a lot. So it's really, again, just learning your own body. And I did a post on this too, saying there is no one way to do any of this. Like this is all you have to figure it out for yourself. Please, please, please stop relying on like one person, one doctor, one, you know, influencer or whatever of like only what they do. Like I would never want you to follow me and be like, oh, she does celery juice. She takes these supplements. She does this exercise. I'm going to do all those things. Like, please don't. (laughs) That is what I have worked for four years to figure out that works for my body. So since I veered us way off course, let's go back to really quickly before we're done, um, things that you personally go to when you're flaring, since I talked a lot about like my knees as my problem area for you, as far as like your shoulders, primarily, what do you typically do when you're, when you feel a flare coming on or when you're already flared? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've talked about this a million times, but I definitely use my sauna, right? Cause the mm-hmm. heat helps with that. <gasps> Ooh, then- the sauna at the rock climbing gym is opening tomorrow. I'm so excited. You guys have a sauna. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> um, but our gym is so basic, but, um, anyways, uh, just going into my sauna, doing my meditation in the sauna and just like stretching and not doing anything strenuous. Like literally Mm -hmm. sometimes like the flares that I get are like, I can't lift my shoulders. Like sometimes I have to ask my husband, you know, this hasn't happened frequently uh, or recently either, but like not being able to put like my shirt on because Mm -hmm. I can't lift my arms over my head. Like that's how painful it can be. And like my shoulder and it's just like ridiculous. So I don't know, just taking it as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, thankfully, you know, I have a job now where I can nurture myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, but the challenge is, is when you do have to get up, do a nine to five job and get through that pain throughout Mm -hmm. the day. Like it, that's the part too, about living with a, you know, an autoimmune condition where it causes, you know, physical pain to you is that, most people have to get up and like bear through the pain all day. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's crazy. Like I think about myself now and I'm like those times that I didn't feel good. Like I had the luxury of like working from home or like being at home and like taking care of myself. But most people have to get up and continue to push through it. Yeah. That's what I was doing for the longest time for sure. And I think something that I didn't realize until way too late on I've talked about this, I think during our sleep episode, how I was dealing with really chronic fatigue. And I think that a big part of it was that I didn't realize just how much physically and mentally it takes out of you when you're in a flare. And because I was so chronically inflamed for like the first year and a half, two years, um, because I hadn't fully switched over with my like, um, diet and my lifestyle, like I was making baby changes. Um, while I wasn't as bad off as my very first flare up, like I was still kind of in a constant mm-hmm. state of inflammation and, um, I didn't realize just how much it took out of me. And so I would still continue to like push on and on and on. Like I was used to doing, cause I've always been like a go, go, go person. And 
I was pushing myself way too hard. And that's when the chronic fatigue would really set in. And it, if you haven't heard um, the, what episode was that? The sleep chronic fatigue one. I don't know what number that was, but definitely mm-hmm. go back and listen to that. Cause I shared a really, really scary story in there of something that had happened to me. And that's when that's the period of time that it happened during when I was just pushing and I was in a, a chronic state of inflammation and wasn't paying attention to the fact that it takes so much out of you when you are flared. So pay attention to that and give yourself extra grace. Like, even though I'm still a very on the go person, these last few days I've had a to-do list that's super long, but because I was extra flared up, I did not worry about tackling it. I did what I could. And then I sat and I rested and I gave myself my mind and my body the rest that it needed. Mm -hmm. And then I was able today to wake up and be like, okay, I'm feeling a lot better. Like, let me do a little bit more than I have the past few days. Yep. We always tend to bring it back to the mindset. And like Erica said, it just I don't know. That is the biggest piece of the puzzle. And I feel like that we're just going to keep coming back to it because maybe one of these days it'll stick for you. (laughs) Well, It's because, like I said, we've completely changed the narrative for Mm -hmm. ourselves. We've completely changed it to where it's not a forced conversation that we're having. Mm -hmm. Like Rachel and I don't sit here and go like, how can we turn a positive spin on this? You know, like honestly, we, I feel like we were like trying not to this time, and then we it still not to. <laughs> right? No, seriously. Be- yesterday or whatever, we were like coming up with ideas, and it's like, let's just share like authentically what what's a been happening. Looks like. Yeah. And then I was like, I know it's just gonna ultimately come to that because that's just who we are, and it's not forced, and that's mm-hmm. just how we both choose um, to navigate this life with an autoimmune disease and we don't deny as we said it's not fun and it can be painful and it's difficult and it's challenging Mm -hmm. but i challenge you to try to find some you know purpose within the pain you know for your own self and your own life because this is the only way to get through it is to just try to find something something Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's, it doesn't have to be do one thing thing every single day towards your overall wellness, just one thing, anything. And that's Mm -hmm. how you know that you are coming out on top. We thank you guys so much for giving us this space to share our stories and, you know, share parts about our journey that have formed us and to the people that we are today. And we appreciate every person that has consistently uh, supported us along this journey because this is a new journey for us. And Uh, we broke 7,000 downloads, which is insane. And by the time this releases, it'll be probably 8,000. Yeah, probably 8,000. Yeah. We've been getting about a little bit over a thousand downloads a month, which is so exciting. I mean, girl, I thought we were going to get like 5,000 in a whole year. So like, (laughs) I'm just like, so happy that there is a good, you know, chunk of you that have been listening to our episodes consistently mm-hmm. um, because we have consistent downloads on each episode. So that lets us know that you guys are enjoying the conversations that we have. And uh, we couldn't be more thankful to have you guys supporting us along the way. And once again, if you guys have any personal questions, you can always reach out to us individually. You can find our Instagram handles and our show notes down at the bottom. We'd love to hear if there's any specific topics that you guys want to hear about. And I know you guys hear the little like supporter feature 
plug that we have at the beginning of every episode, but we wanted to touch on why that's super important to us. We literally make zero money doing this. And while we absolutely love it, we love these conversations. We love putting out content for you and absolutely appreciate how much you relate and how many people we're helping with this. It takes a lot of time and energy and effort every single week from us. And we so, so appreciate any bit of support you can give, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $10, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. also a big shout out to whoever gave us a hundred dollars. Um, I think it was last month. Seriously, that was so unexpected and so so amazing. And it had a little note on it saying that we should use it while Erica was here, which we definitely did. We got all the yummy vegan food. So seriously, shout out to whoever that was because it was anonymous. We wish we could shout you out. And anyone else who chooses to do the support feature, we're happy to shout you out on here as well. Yeah, you can pretty much think about our podcast as like many coaching sessions because a lot of what we talk about here on our podcast is what we talk about with our clients. Obviously, it's in a more refined um, way, but you're still getting a lot of information. And we hope that everyone who gets something useful out of our podcast who listens it listens to us consistently uh, finds it in their heart to donate to us because, uh, yeah, we really want to continue to keep sharing more with you guys. And on that note, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people. Oh, Adam, I didn't sleep. I slept for two seconds. No, you're frozen. Okay. Why is Saturday so good? It's, I don't know. I don't Saturday is a hot mess. I was like looking at your bed and I was like, oh, I slept in that bed. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> are we delayed? We are delayed. Oh, we have to just start. I'm going to fall asleep. Hurry. <laughs> <Stop. Sorry. laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I literally have two brain cells left. Okay, hold on. Welcome back. We are really. <laughs> I, knew it. I knew it. I was like, she doesn't know. <laughs>